Look at Matthew again tonight, Matthew chapter number 28, Matthew 28, uh, verse 18 through 20. Good job, young people, and uh, uh, enjoyed that. And uh, I'm going to jump right into the message, of course, today. Uh, we're continuing in our series on the Great Commission, and we'll do so uh, for several more weeks. And um, I believe this has been helpful to us and it will continue to be helpful to us. Tonight, there will be a couple of points that seem to be review, but uh, they'll probably mention probably every week because it's important uh, for us to uh, be reminded. Today, we've taken some time this morning. I'm going to mention some different things this evening uh, about our growth and our progress and uh, moving forward. And so uh, I believe it's important for us to keep these things in front of us and to see how God can make use us uh, to be a part of something that he's trying to do. I've said this before, and I think we're on the same page, but God is not doing, done, he is not done doing great works. Uh, God, even the things that we take for granted is a great work when God does it. Uh, but uh, I believe that uh, God will bless the people. He blesses faith. And uh, we're going to see that bore out tonight. But I want us to look at the Great Commission again. Matthew 28, look at verse 18 again. By now you are very familiar with it. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. This morning I preached on supporting the Great Commission. How it's important to support what God has commissioned for us to do. Tonight I'm going to speak on embracing the Great Commission. There is a difference in supporting and embracing. Uh, supporting, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to participate, I'm going to, to, to offer some support and to hold it up and be a part of it. But that embracing it is, is, who, is, who, is who we are. It's what we do. It's the way we think. Um, it is our mission that we grab a hold of and we embrace it. <clears throat> I, I am an independent Baptist, not by convenience, but by conviction. The reason I am is because I embrace it. I'm not going to apologize. If I apologize for something, it will not be long before I give it up. Uh, I embrace my heritage. I embrace, embrace it, therefore it's who I am. I, I'm an American. Uh, I embrace that. Uh, I don't like when people are going to apologize for, for, for uh, uh, America. I, I'm proud to be an American. I'm not going to sing for you, but I am proud to be an American. Um, I, I, I embrace <clears throat> that. Um, I embrace who I am. And I'm afraid sometimes we as Christians, we know what we're supposed to be, but we don't embrace it. It's not who we are. Uh, and so tonight, <clears throat> I want us to just put a little emphasis, and I'm going to uh, bring into the message uh, this evening some things that I want to also mention uh, that will help us as we embrace the Great Commission and uh, be proud of what we are. So we are, we are a soul-winning church. We embrace that. We want people who get saved to get baptized. We embrace that. We want people who get saved and baptized. We want them to join the church. We embrace that. I make no apologies for uh, having the desire to be a church builder, to build a church for the cause of Christ. 
we embrace that. We are embracing the Great Commission. We are a missionary-minded church. We're, we're a soul-winning church. We're embracing that Great Commission tonight. So let's uh, look at a few things that will help us. Father, we love you. Thank you for what you've already done today. Thank you for the Word of God. Uh, may it help us tonight, strengthen us, uh, grow our faith, increase our faith. And Father, may we realize uh, faith, greater faith comes when we obey. Greater faith comes when we take the faith that we have and we exercise it and we use it. And Father, I pray that uh, this message will be a help to us this evening. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We, by now, understand the Great Commission as the Lord has given that instruction to His church uh, is to win, baptize, and disciple or have them grow. Uh, everything we do as a church should be wrapped around that. Uh, we have fellowship in the church. It's a natural thing to have fellowship. Why? That edifies us. That builds us as iron sharpeneth iron. Why is that important? So that we can be what we need to be spiritually. It is good for you to be around the people you go to church with. It is good for you to be around uh, like-minded Christians. It's good for us to have that one accord, that one mindset. It helps us. Even the fellowship, it edifies us. Why? So that we are what we're supposed to be so that we can go win someone to Christ. I'm going to spend at least one message uh, on, the, on, the, on the Holy Spirit as, as His involvement in the Great Commission. But I'll just say this tonight. Uh, we need the Spirit of God. Uh, we need to be growing as a Christian because it is the Spirit of God that brings conviction to another soul. It's the Spirit of God that uses us to help somebody else. So everything is, is woven into us fulfilling the Great Commission. Uh, we know what it is. We know the importance of it. Now, I'm going to jump right into the outline tonight because at the end, I'm going to uh, bring some other things out uh, with the message tonight. But first of all, there's a word you've heard me use. I used it this morning. I've used it several times. Look at verse 19, that first word, go. If we're going to embrace the Great Commission, we've got to go. We've got to be obedient. We've got to follow instructions. Wouldn't you, don't you want to be used by God? Does, as the Emmanuel Baptist Church, do we not want to be used by God to make a difference in our city? Then we've got to go. We can't tweet about it and make it happen. You can go to 100 political rallies, and I don't care if you do or don't, but that ain't going to do it. We've got to go. Do you still believe that Jesus saves sinners? Then we've got to go. We've got to go. We've got to be part of going. As I mentioned this morning, prayer is involved in that. Uh, when I used that word go and what the Lord it was doing, he was putting them into action. There's a lot of churches that believe right, meaning you take their doctrinal statement and it'll line up with ours, it'll line up with that Bible, but there's no action. There's got to be action. There's a lot of parents that know what this Bible says about rearing their children, but that doesn't mean that they're doing everything that is said. Just think of it this way. If every Christian who knows what they're supposed to do did what they were supposed to do, this would be a much different world that we live in. If every church did put the action to, it's more than you and I just knowing. It's more than you and I just believing. We've got to do. We've got to put action into the Great Commission. It doesn't work if we don't obey and go. So that's the first thing I want to... If we're going to embrace it, it's what we do. 
What do we do on Saturday? We go. What do we do on Thursday night? We go. What do we do at other times throughout the week? We go. When you're passing at somebody and you're in, and you're going from point A to point B, you're looking. Who can I talk to about the Lord? Uh, conversations come up, <clears throat> interject that invitation uh, to the Lord. So number one is go. Number two, this is a word you've heard me use. I'm going to use it again. Give. If we're going to embrace it, we give. Uh, we've got to keep the church moving forward. We've got to, okay, well, Pastor, if, if we just don't, if, if you weren't going to, if, if your goal wasn't to double, we wouldn't need, have the urgency to build. Well, why in the world would God bless us if we're just going to say we're going to be content where we're at? Right. Let me answer that. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. So we've got to give. We give of ourselves. We give of our time. Uh, we, we give of our talents. We give of our abilities. We've got to give of our finances. And, I, and I'm going to continue to preach this because I know who I'm preaching to. I'm preaching to a people uh, who are faithful in their giving. I'm preaching to a people who get, are above average in their giving. But pro- there might be somebody who's not giving as they should. If we're going to embrace it, it's what I do. I give. I'm faithful in my tithes. I'm faithful in my offerings. I'm faithful in missions. I'm faithful to the building program. I'm faithful in those things. There might be somebody who the Lord's been impressing upon you to give more. Uh, what do we do if we're going to embrace it? We give. I'm going to go ahead and move number three. Is that okay to get off of the giving? Number, oh, you want me to stay there for a little bit longer? All right, I'm good with that. Now, number three, <clears throat> grow. I'm going to spend a little bit more time on number three and number four. So don't get your hopes up that I'm moving this quickly. We must go, we must give, but grow. You must grow as a Christian. If you are truly going to embrace the Great Commission, you cannot embrace it without growing. You have to be obedient to what the Lord has commanded, but you know whose help we're going to need in order to fulfill the Great Commission? His. You can't be out of fellowship with Him six days and then buddy up with Him on the seventh day as you come to church and see any kind of effect in the Great Commission. If you embrace it, I mentioned at the beginning, I'm an independent Baptist by conviction, not convenience. It has not been convenient. It hasn't always been easy and fun, but I, I, I am an independent Baptist by conviction. I embrace that. I'm not just that on Sunday and then something else on Monday. I say tonight, I, I love, I'm an American. I'm a proud American. I, I, I love my country. But tomorrow I'm not going to be something else. And if you and I are truly going to be a people that is about what Christ has commanded, then it's who we have to be. The only way to be that person is to grow. Some, no doubt, and I praise the Lord, it does me so much good as a pastor to see the emphasis on this and to see people say, well, this is my neighbor, this is my neighbor, this is somebody I work with, this is somebody I found. That's the way it's supposed to work. But no doubt there's some who say, I can never do that. If you grow, you could. If you grew in your Christian relationship with the Lord, I could never give and have that kind of faith. If you grew, you could. Well, Pastor, I don't think I could serve in these capacities in the ministry of a church. If you grow, you can. Well, how do you grow? Go. You 
we sang it, trust and obey. We just do what the Bible says. We, we grow as a Christian. So the challenge, if I'm going to bring I have to grow. Myself, I have to grow. Before I challenged this church, before I said, in 2023, we're going to double our church attendance, believe me, there was a lot of conversations between me and the Lord. I counted the cost. Before I walked out as the pastor and said, this is what we're going to do because I know what it's going to require of me. You know what I have to do? As your pastor, I have to grow. I'm going to have to grow in my ability, grow in my capacity, grow in my Christian life, grow in my faith. We all have to if we are truly going to embrace that great commission. Not just yourself, but we got to grow as a people, as a church. We have got to increase our capacity to do more for the cause of Christ. We have to increase our capacity. You know what we need? We need, we need more people here on Sunday morning. Why? So if they're lost, they can hear the gospel and get saved. Then they can get plugged into God's program and grow. Then they have potential to be that influence on their family so their family gets saved. So their family gets into church. And we don't know what, well, we do know, but to think what God can do with, with, it, with an individual as they grow. And if, as we expand and we add ministries, we need workers. Say, Pastor, I'm already tired. I'm doing, I'm serving in this ministry and this ministry and this ministry. I'm trying to help you get some relief. Go win somebody, bring them in, and then the responsibilities you don't want to do, give it to them. <laughs> but we can do more as we grow. The population in this world is not shrinking. It's growing. I don't know if you've been paying attention or not in our city. It's not shrinking. It's growing. Uh, we have to grow as an individual. We have to grow as a church, which means uh, we have to be willing to do the things that the, that the Lord puts in our path to. You know, God knows what we need to grow as a church. He allows us to go through things so that we will grow. He delays some things because he knows we need to grow. It's one of the things we looked at with Moses in the Sunday school lessons. God put him on the backside of the desert. Why? Because he needed to grow. You're going to lead these people, but you're not ready for that yet. You've got to grow in your capacity. We as a church, I personally think we have been doing a lot of growing over the past several years. Not just in number, but we've been growing in our capacity to reach more people. Uh, we want to continue to grow. When my time is done and when God is done with me and I've lived the life that he's given me, what I want to do is I want to leave behind a lot of potential to continue to fulfill the Great Commission. That should be the goal of all of us. Uh, I, am, I am serving. I am, I am investing because I want to invest. I don't know who it is that one day will stand behind this pulpit after me, but I, I want to invest in enough people that maybe I, I can invest in that person. I want to invest in, in others who, who might be, you don't know who's going to be that person that God uses to reach more people with the gospel. We have to grow. So the challenge tonight, if you're going to embrace it, make it who you are. I've emphasized this, and I'll emphasize it more in, in, in the future. Uh, don't, don't have a time when you go soul winning as much as you are just a soul winner. 
It's good to have scheduled times, but all of us ought to be willing to give the gospel. You know, we have, there's gospel. I don't know how to get you a gospel track. Get them on the way out. Invite somebody to be with you. East, I don't know how to get. If you get them here, they'll hear the gospel. If you get them here, somebody will help them take that next step. But we've got, it's got to be who we are. The church has got to be all about who we are. I've, I've, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it this year watching the visitors get swarmed. The people introducing themselves. Um, that's good. Uh, it's good. It ought to be, there ought to be a prospect that gets three visits for people because on the same day. That's good too. It's unorganized, but it's good. Uh, it, it's, 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 the, it's the mindset of it's who we are. It's our, it's our second nature. The number four, number one, we say if we're going to embrace the Great Commission, we go. Number two, we give. Number three, grow. Number four, gather. We have a mindset to gather souls. You know, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a burden, but it's a good burden to bear when you drive through a neighborhood and you think about the souls that are behind the doors. You think about the potential to reach people. You, you can't drive in any direction from this church without seeing neighborhoods being thrown up, townhomes being constructed, Apartment complexes being built. But there are families, there are souls. We have a responsibility to gather souls. We're going to go look. We make no bones about it. We make no, no pretense of we're doing anything other than want to know uh, if, if you've got your salvation settled. We gather souls, and in that, we want to gather families. We want to help families. We want to reach families. Uh, we gather I'm glad that we can come to church and, and it helps us. I mean, doesn't it help you to come to church? Doesn't it help you to uh, hear the Bible preached and the music and, and just be blessed? But part of our responsibility, we leave here, we get encouraged so we can go gather. We can gather others and bring them to the house of God. Uh, we're gathering Christians. We're gathering workers. There's a lot of Christians in this city, people who are saved and they don't have a good church to go to. They're not growing because they're not anchored into a Bible-preaching church. There used to be a lot of churches. I was eating lunch with my wife and dad uh, today and uh, after the morning service, and, and somehow the subject came up, and he made the comment that you, you used to be able to find a Bible, solid Bible-preaching church in Jacksonville on just about every corner. But, and he made the comment that it just takes one generation to stop fulfilling the Great Commission, and they all go away. And it's true, but I added to that. Likewise, it just takes one generation to start fulfilling the Great Commission, and it can all come back. So there's a lot of Christians out there who they're not part of what we're preaching about. But they'd like to be. And I can make no bones about it. I want to gather all those who are born again who would say, I'd like to be part of God's program. I'd like to be part of a church that's reaching people with the gospel. This isn't a social club. It is an institution that's been commissioned by Christ to win the lost. I want to gather, I want to gather potential. 
Do you know what is in that nursery over there? Potential. The knucklehead ministry we have, our teen ministry. You say, well, they are a bunch of knuckleheads. You know what they are? They're potential. That new Christian that, that doesn't look like they, have, they know their way around a church house. They, their Sunday best looks a little bit different than your Sunday best and my Sunday best. So well, don't they know they're at church? You know what they are? They're potential. I'll be glad to take all the ones that don't fit because I realize their potential. Because if we're fulfilling the Great Commission, we want to see people saved, but we want to see them reach their potential for the Lord. My desire is for you and every member of your family is for you to reach your potential for the Lord. We we want to gather that potential so that in time, that potential can go out and do more for the Lord. It's, it's, It's a very simple thing. I can talk to so many people. So can you. But as the Lord did, what did the Lord do? He called out some men and trained them. And then commissioned them to train others. The Bible says that these men turned the world upside down. How did they do it? The Great Commission. How did those churches come from nothing up to the Great Commission? Even the... 3,000 that were saved on Pentecost, somebody had to baptize all of them. You think it takes a long time waiting on our baptisms. Can you imagine 3,000 people getting baptized? Uh, Somebody had to train them. That's when they went house to house daily. What were they doing? They were training. They were teaching. They were breaking bread too, but they were teaching. They were discipling. And in doing so, now you had 3,000 who are going to go out, and if that 3,000 just won one more, that 3,000 is 6,000. What if that 3,000 had a spouse and two children? The way it multiplies very, very quickly. It's the Great Commission. We want to gather. As we think of these things about embracing the Great Commission, I want to, I want to think about that, and I'm going to conclude the message with just mentioning some things about our church and our ministries. The ministries of the Emmanuel Baptist Church are crucially, they're vitally important. Sunday school is important. Sunday school is discipleship. Uh, Your children, you could testify this, your children learn a lot on Sunday morning. Uh, We have children's ministries, but I do the best I can to have our children in the services as much as possible, even the young children. I know, parents, it puts a burden on you, but you'd be amazed at what they pick up. When they're in the services, you'd be amazed what gets ingrained in them uh, when they're in the services. Uh, there are several of our, as I mentioned this morning, some of our growth as far as our buildings are concerned in building, which I think is very important because we have to have a place to put uh, our children. We have a, have a place as we grow uh, to continue to grow. I want to mention some of our ministries, the aspect of them growing and the importance of them growing, because everything's about the Great Commission. Uh, I want our soul winning ministries to grow. Why? So more people can be saved. Uh, I want our, our bus ministry to grow. Why? So more people can be reached. I want all the, our Sunday school ministry. That's why I want to get all those modulars done. Why? So we can get back to having the smaller Sunday school classrooms, and our Sunday school ministry can grow. 
it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's as we get all of those uh, first phase done, um, you know, I've already figured out what we can average on a Sunday morning just with having the modulars, just with having that, and it enables us to grow. Why? Because we want those ministries to grow. So I'm going to mention a few of our ministries and just, just remind you of some things. Uh, one of them is I, I want to mention, I remind you of our ministry of Christian education. I believe it's very, very important. It's, it's telling when lost people are pulling their children out of the public school system. Now, that says all that needs to be said. More than ever, our ministry of Christian education, I believe, has always been important, but more than, I believe it's, it's more important than it has ever been. I thank God for our Christian school. Uh, our Christian school it gives education. I mentioned this morning, but it's also a discipleship ministry. In, in our mind, our teachers, our staff there, yes, you are educating them, and you need to educate them. If you're hired to teach English, teach them English. History, teach them history. Math, teach them math. We want them to be, be, be ready to get out in society and contribute. We're also character training. We're also putting, keeping God first in their life. Um, the building progress over there, I didn't update that this morning, but we're putting those modulars in even Friday and Thursday. I had some good conversations with the progress of that, and that is progressing. We've got an electrical engineer involved, and so in the, in the, in the very next days, and the county, as they do, is, is they're wanting to uh, make you do all sorts of things in, in, in good old bureaucracy because we're putting in four modulars at one time. Instead of being one permit, they want four permits. And it's because you have to pay for four permits. Uh, they won't say that's what it is, but it's because you have to pay for four, four permits. And so, but that, that is moving very, very, very quickly. I thank God for that because there is a need to expand that ministry. And uh, there are, we're already packed in there. And I believe once we get those classrooms set up, they will fill up very, very quickly. I've mentioned to you, and what is a blessing is the step-up program that is available where there's scholarship that pays the Christian school tuition for those students. And that is a wonderful, wonderful thing because those of you that have been here for a long time, that hasn't always been here. And much of the time, we, we, the, the church carried the expense of that. And now the school, it definitely pays for itself. And so that is a blessing. Um, I've mentioned I want to expand that ministry, and I'd like to add additional school campuses around uh, our area. I, I, there's, there's one area that I'm looking at and praying at, and if the Lord opens the door, I'd like to open an additional campus by fall of 2024, uh, which is another opportunity. I will do anything. It's a good thing to get somebody out from under the influence of being taught they evolved from a monkey, that God did not create them. And that, and you, you take you take away all of the woke agenda, the fact that they're going to be taught that they do not have a creator, it, it is setting them up to die and go to hell. And so, any this is an opportunity to get some out from under that, and it's an opportunity to a home. And so, I want you to pray for. That. I mentioned that because I want you to pray for that. We've talked about daycare ministry for some time, and in the process, as I've mentioned, this double portion offering, 
part of what goes into that is there's still possible negotiations with that daycare next to our Christian school, but um, Mrs. Mandy Harper has got all of our certifications, and we have a daycare certification ready to go, and at some point, um, I anticipated starting that daycare ministry this year, and uh, that is another avenue into uh, families. Uh, North Florida Baptist College, the group that sang tonight, are, are, are college students, and uh, we, of course, are limited on space in that ministry, as we are in every ministry, uh, but we are getting more and more interest. There is a need for our Bible college. Uh, there is a great need for that, and I'm, uh, that is going to grow and expand as well. Our missions ministry, I want to remind you that uh, not just the missionaries we support that are around the world, but our missions ministries that are based out of this church literally reaching around the globe. Uh, our Operation Light, uh, we've had a hand in starting uh, three churches uh, in the con- on the continent of Africa. And uh, we support three national pastors, and we've paid for property there. And there's men who've been reached out of there who are training, and now they're going out. That is the Great Commission in, in action. And, and so there's greater things there that we have the opportunity to do as well. We have an open door uh, with, uh, and one day I envision our graduates going, going, plugging right into these different missions ministries as well as others. Uh, we have our Reaching Spanish Nations, which obviously goes to these Spanish nations, and uh, that is an open door that is just open. There's much more I'll say about our missions ministries later in the year because I believe God's going to open some doors in those areas as well. Uh, the Amanda Ranch, which we've been talking about for several months now, I believe that is a great opportunity to help hurting Christians and to uh, have missions trips and things of that nature. And I'll remind you, another good segue into the next one I'll mention to you, is anytime we can be a help to keep somebody in the fight, to keep somebody not quitting, not giving up, aid them in a time of crisis, we're keeping somebody involved in the Great Commission. Uh, We're keeping somebody uh, involved in serving the Lord. And so that is a great, great thing. And so it is a ministry that is unique, quite frankly, it is unique to us. It is unique to our church. It's unique, and it stems from the experiences that I've had as your pastor in, in losing a child and being able to help others. And so uh, that is something that, that is not uh, an everyday ministry. But I want to remind you, it's important because it is going to aid the Great Commission. Uh, I've mentioned the Preacher's Delight Conference. And uh, every year we host that conference in October. And uh, I'm looking forward to having the biggest conference that we have had. And uh, it, is, it is trending that way. And there's some things that, 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 I, that I have planned for that. It's going to make an extraordinary week. And uh, those of you that have been here, you know what we do. We make a way for pastors and their families. Uh, if they can get here, we put them up. We feed them. We take care of those expenses. Why? Because if we can encourage one pastor, we've encouraged the church. I know, and there's testimony I hear every single year, we could not have come. We could not have attended a conference. We could not have attended anywhere if the, your church had not graciously provided the means to do it. And we're leaving encouraged. Uh, it's a good week for us, isn't it? I enjoy to hear the preaching. I enjoy, I'm challenged by all the preaching. The music, of course, is fantastic. If nobody else came, we'd have a good week. But only heaven will reflect the good that is done that week because we approach it as a ministry. 
We approach it as a way to encourage a pastor, to encourage a pastor's wife, to encourage a pastor's family, to encourage a pastoral staff, and to make it possible for them to be a part of something like that. I want to remind you that I hope you pray about that. A couple of, well, it's been several weeks now, a couple months ago, um, I mentioned to you that we're starting a camp ministry, uh, Camp New Beginnings. And uh, I know some of you probably thought, Pastor, okay, let's slow down. We're doing all of these different things. Let's slow down. Uh, I've had the vision for a camp ministry for a long time, more than 10 years. The name Camp New Beginnings, I've had that in my mind and that heart in my heart. And, and uh, uh, I remember a few years ago, of course, Brother Montgomery was pastoring in Alabama. He called me and said, I'm praying about having a camp ministry, but I wanted to make sure you weren't going to do anything. Um, because we had, we had been praying about camp ministry before, and I said, well, I said, if the Lord impressed upon you to do it, you do it. And uh, he says, okay, well, I just didn't want to, you know, I just want to make sure that y'all weren't doing anything. I said, no, it's, no go, if the Lord told you to do it, go ahead and do it. And so uh, they, he, he worked at getting a camp, and then the Lord brought him here. And, uh, and uh, so, well, it's like, well, since you're here, um, I believe the timing is now. And what we've done is, if you don't know, we've uh, rented a camp facility for the next two years uh, so that we can uh, have a place to get our camp ministry started. And so I'm excited about that. And uh, that is going to be a great, great thing. Matter of fact, do you all have the logo for that? I want to remind you of that. Camp New Beginnings, 2 Corinthians 5.17, old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. It's a good place for uh, young people to get saved, a good place for uh, God to speak to the hearts of, of, of young men and young ladies. And so I'm excited about that. I have in my hand tonight a signed deed for 75 acres for Camp New Beginnings. That the Lord, there needs to be a bigger response than that. That the Lord has provided. And I praise the Lord for that. Now, that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, one of the things that I was including in that double portion was to try and f identify some property and get a camp ministry. And uh, I didn't know how the Lord was going to do it. I just knew that the Lord wanted it done. And so your pastor's He's crazy, but he's not as crazy as sometimes you think he is. I do try and follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And so I thank the Lord that he has given us, he's provided us 75 acres. Uh, it's in the uh, state of South Carolina. It's about uh, three, three and a half hours away. It's a perfect location. And, uh, and so the church has camp property now. And so we're going to have camps there. We're going to work on developing that property. I also want to put uh, little cabins so that we can have couples retreats and things of that nature uh, on it. And so I praise the Lord for that. Uh, show the, the next slide for me with the scripture verse. A, several weeks ago, months ago, part of one of my messages was this verse and the multitude of them that believe were of one heart, of one soul, neither said any of them that aught of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things common. I made the comment then that's not, some people try to use that, well, well, God believes in socialism. That's not what that teaches. What that's teaching is when God gives a church a task to do, they have the mindset and God puts amongst the people what is exactly needed to do the work. 
And with these things that we're trying to do, God has put amongst us exactly what is needed. Now, I couldn't say this then, but this conversation had taken place at that time. And, you know, I want to tell you who gave us this property. And Ms. Barbara Simpson gave us this property. And she had these, this property given to her. It was part of her inheritance. And when I mentioned the camp, she sent word to me that she, I have some property that I'd like to give the church for a camp. And uh, so I had that conversation with her. And I said, are you sure this is what you want to do? Yes, this is what I want to do. She says, now hurry and get it done because so, I want to see it. Uh, so, um, so praise the Lord for that. And that's how God works. Uh, that has been, Camp New Beginnings has been a part of what I believe God would have this church to do for a long time. I felt impressed to go ahead and we're going to throw it out there. It, it's, it's time for it. And I did not know that she had property. I certainly didn't know that she was going to give it for that. That's a great thing uh, for her to do. So now I have to name something after her when we build on that property. And uh, so I told her this, this I told her uh, in, in recent days, I said, well, I'm going to build the building on there. I'm going to put your name on it. She said, oh, really? You're going to do that? I said, yep, this will be the Troublemaker Dormitory. <laughs> and uh, and uh, that's what it, what it will be. This is, a good, this is a good teaching moment for us as a church. This is a dear lady that's been a part of our church for a long time. But she was reached by this church. She... She's had difficult times in her life. Did not come from, did not, was not dealing with ideal situations. But she has stuck here. And this church has been a help to her and her family, not just through the years, but through the decades. And uh, this is part of her legacy is what she's leaving behind for this church. Now, everybody may not be able to do this. Uh, but this is a good example of how God works for his people. And uh, so uh, I rejoice in that, uh, that now not only do we have a camp ministry, we have a place to have a camp. And so we can uh, move forward on that, and we do have those rented facilities for the next couple of years, but Lord willing, it will not take us very long uh, to uh, uh, get some buildings on that property and so that we can start hosting our camps there. And so I, I praise the Lord for that. This, that is a good example of faith and moving forward by faith. You may not be able to do something like that, but you might can. But what can you do? You can be faithful. I'll continue to, she likes attention, so I'll continue to use her as an example. No doubt through the almost 40 years, I mean, probably 40 years now, there's been times when she's had some discouragement, some times when friends of hers have left the things of the Lord, but she stayed faithful. And now she's going to have a part in every soul that's saved on that. Now you hear your pastor say it often. You don't know what God's got for you if you'll just be faithful. You'll know what God will do through you. Now, you may not all have that same path, but you don't know if you faithfully teach that Sunday school class for decade after decade who God will use in that Sunday school class. We don't know those things, but we've got to be faithful. So I'm going to conclude the service like this tonight. Um, 
I want to rejoice in God's goodness. God's been good to us. God's been very good to us. And his blessings and how he has blessed, I want to rejoice in God's goodness. And uh, uh, from, from the property that God has given us here, uh, if you just look at it from a, a, just strictly a monetary value, it has doubled in value since we've been here. Um, it's, a, it's a key piece of property that I believe we have people who drive almost an hour to be here on Sunday. It's at a perfect place for us to reach a lot of people. It's at a crossroads of several counties. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the influence we've had in ministries. I'm thankful that in, on other continents, souls are being saved and they're being laid to our account. When God's doing the work, but it's because of, of, of this ministry, it's because of the faithfulness of God's people. I'm going to rejoice in that. I'm going to rejoice in God's goodness as he has, think about this, he's entrusted us. There's some very, I think, very important pieces to make a big difference. So I want us to rejoice in God's goodness. I want us to pray for our needs tonight. Uh, this is an answer to prayer. This is an answer to prayer. This is a, this is a, this is, that's exactly what it is. Um, but there's so many answers to prayer. I want us to pray for the needs we have. I think what I laid out this morning was a pretty good plan, a pretty good way forward. That's spent a lot of time in prayer and the Lord's put together. We still have some needs. We, we still need to complete some things. Um, just as God had, some, had a property for a camp ministry, he's got everything else that we need. I want us to pray for that. I want us to pray for God to open the doors. I want us to pray for us as our civil engineer talks with the city. Um, those expenses that we anticipate on the infrastructure go down and not up. Um, uh, that we, that's really a mystery of what we're going to have. to. It's, it's doable. I'm thankful for that. Um, but I don't want to pay you any more than we have to. Um, and then I, I want us to just determine that we're going to do everything we can for the Great Commission. We're going to do everything we can in the days ahead, and want us all to commit, or should I say embrace the Great Commission. It's who we are. We, folks, we have to build because we're going to be part of, we're, we're part of the Great Commission. We have to have more space so that we can reach more people. God wants to do that. So we're going we're gonna to close a little bit different than our normal altar call time to come. I'd like for all of us to go to a time of prayer. And I'll give you an opportunity, if you want to move to the altar in just a moment, you can. If, if, if you can't get down and, and kneel, just make an altar out of your, your, your seed. And Well, I want us to pray about those things. I mean, let's give God thanks. Let's give God the glory, not just for what he's provided for this ministry, but what he's provided for us as a church, the opportunities we have. But there, there is a great opportunity ahead of us. Uh, let's thank him, rejoice in God's goodness. Let's pray for the needs that we have. Let's pray for those needs. And, well, I want to urge you, if you can, if you... If, if you're behind in your tithes and offerings, I've had a couple of people come to me in the last, and I would never never say who they are. I wouldn't want to embarrass them, but I've had a couple of people come to me in the last uh, several weeks say, Pastor, I've got behind on my tithes. I'm getting those caught up. Well, I thank the Lord for that. I thank the Lord for that. 
Maybe you need to get caught up on tithes and offerings. Uh, maybe you can help and you can, you can put another block or you can uh, get your God with us in. You can, you can, there's somebody the Lord's put on your heart that you need to invite to church. To me, that's all part of what we're trying to do. So that's how I want to conclude the service. Now on a great day. You're, the church grew today. Soul saved, baptized, added to the church. The church grew today. You know, we have, we all, we've had space problems. They're growing every week. We had, we, had, we had a couple cars leave the parking lot because there wasn't a parking place today. So I'll be speaking with some to park on the grass next week. Um, but we'll, 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 we'll deal with that. Um, well, that's, that's, so I want us to, Lord, what else can we do? Who else should I, can I speak to? So that's how I want to conclude tonight. So if you, I'll ask the, 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 the pianist to go to the, the piano tonight, and we will have uh, 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 the piano play. But if, but if the Lord has spoken to you tonight, and, and, and I want us all to take a time of prayer, uh, the altar is open if you'd like to come. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, if you'd like to stand, you can. If you'd like to just stay in your seat where you are.